Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special unsolicited advice. I am your host, Jake Sprague. I'm a comedian here in sunny Los Angeles, California, and I'm joined by my wife and guest for this episode <laughs> and most episodes, Dana Bomar. Hi, Dana. Hi. It's okay. I will be the guest just for this episode. You know, something you were talking about uh, just a moment ago I thought was great and should be put down on vinyl, as they say. Ooh, okay. Recorded so everyone in the world can hear it. Okay. Um, it came from this conversation of uh, me talking about how earlier I was uh, talking to another uh, comedian, this guy Ian. He recently had a baby as well. Uh, we also have had a baby for people who uh, just you know, getting into the whole podcast thing over here. We also just had a baby. And he was talking about uh, something he listened to that had a really interesting, I guess, piece of advice or or a way to sort of um, have a very difficult conversation with your kids, which was you will probably be around your kid as, as a father without clothes. They will see your penis. It's not a super weird thing. But it's a good opportunity to have a conversation that is, hey, this is, I'm your dad, this is my penis, uh, we have a daughter, so you don't have this, but this is something, uh, you know, guys have. And it's okay that you see me like this, and um, I just want you to let me know if you see anyone else like this. And I immediately went, ooh. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's a big conversation. But it's a way to have it where you don't put the kid, I guess, in some sort of crazy shame situation where you go like, what happened to you? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. They'll just randomly one day be like, someone showed me their penis and you can decide (laughs) if if this was good, which most of them will be totally fine Mm -hmm. or bad. Yes. Um, and that sparked a conversation. Um, and you started telling a story that you've told me before, but I do think it's very interesting. Uh, and I wanted to hop into that because I thought it was a good piece of advice. And it was a, it's a good example of someone following their instincts. And it's, it's a good example of um, you doing something you've always talked about, which is knowing how you feel about a situation and... Um, not worrying about hurting someone's feelings or not worrying about what you feel like you need to do, but just doing what is right in that situation. And you started telling the story and I thought, I've heard the story like 50 times. (laughs) Um, And I thought this was a good story for the podcast. (laughs) Because you're like, I don't want to hear it again, but somebody might want to hear it. Yeah. Um, So I'm just going to, this is recording and I'm going to take off. (laughs) Great. You can tell this story, but... I'm tired and I'm going to go to bed. Great. Um, So thinking about being a parent now, um, my parents didn't have those conversations, the one that you were just talking about, which is... Also, by the way, neither did mine. Yeah, a a difficult conversation about sex or what to do if something happens or body parts. None of that was part of my childhood. But without saying those things my mom instilled in me something that translated to all of those things that I thought was so important. She always told us to trust our instincts, 
instincts and if anything felt weird or uncomfortable to not ignore that and to get out of that situation and not worry about being polite, being kind, uh, worrying about somebody else's feelings like you were talking about and to not second guess what you're feeling. And I think that piece of advice has translated to my entire life and probably all the advice I give to others because it's helped me in so many situations. So the situation we were talking about was in high school. I had a teacher approach me and tell me that I needed to stay after school to speak to him about something. This is interesting because right away, this is the difference between boys and girls. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) No teacher ever took any interest in (laughs) what was going on with me. Not a single one tried to date me. Uh, No one told me to stay after school to talk about my grade. They couldn't wait for me to leave. Right. Might not even be a boys and girls thing. It might just simply be a, I need this kid to go away thing. (laughs) We're like, we've heard enough from you, comedian in this class. Yes. So he told me that I needed to stay after school and specifically that I needed to be alone because it was confidential how information. Did he word, how did he word that? He said that I needed to... So he, this was during class, but probably yes. during one of those periods where everyone's just working on something yes. and he's not, you know... Yes, like he called, so everybody is in at their desk, yeah, working on something. And he, I specifically remember where we were because he was back at his desk. And I, I don't know if every classroom set up that way but where the teacher's desk is in the back of the classroom and all the desks are like facing towards like the board and his is all the way in the back and he had called me all the way back to his desk and said that I needed to stay after um which immediately struck me as weird and I asked what what it was regarding and he said it was my grade it was confidential he couldn't speak about it in class and he couldn't speak about it in front of anyone else and I thought I mean, obviously, this is very weird. Well, this is a classic player move. (laughs) He's a player. First off, he puts his desk in the corner of the room, Mm -hmm. back so no one's looking at him. It creates a sort of a very safe, isolated environment. Total player shit. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, hey, look. By the way, this is something you don't realize until you're out of school. He's like, look, I'm 23 I actually don't know how old he was. However... I have no gauge of ages, especially then, because everyone seemed so much older than us. Right, yes. But in reality, you're right. They were not. No. I remember this teacher. I think her name was Miss Melvin. Miss Melvin came. We didn't have any hot female teachers. Miss Melvin came and... I'm not trying to be cruel when I say this. All I'm saying is Miss Melvin was not that hot. <laughs> but Miss Melvin was like so hot because she was the only hot teacher we had. Mm-hmm. And there was still this feeling of Miss Melvin's so old. But I think Miss Melvin was like 24. 22 years old. <laughs> 24. Yeah. I don't think she was very old at all. I just think uh, we were children. And we were, you know, we were 16, 15, and we were looking at this person who was in their early 20s, and we thought they were ancient. Now, with some perspective, that seems so bizarre that a 20, early 20s year old teacher would be teaching high school students who are out of their minds. I mean, I don't even know how you deal with teenagers. 
especially when you aren't that far removed from that, it just feels like, what are we doing? It's, I think it's wild to let someone that young teach someone uh, so, so close in their age yes. also. Um, I've said it once. I'll say it again. If I was teaching a student like that, I would absolutely hook up with them. <laughs> and I'll never stop saying that. <laughs> I just keep saying it. I say it all the time. So if you were to become a teacher right now... <sighs> Yes. Totally hook up with them. For uh, all the way to eighth grade. You know, you know what? <laughs> Screw it. Fifth grade. <laughs> oh, my God. No, but uh, I do think it creates really weird situations when, let's say, I mean, this is judgmental right now, but let's say someone was not the coolest person in high school or whatever. They end up becoming a teacher. They're 23. I don't know the ages of when they'd be done with their teaching degree but i think they could be done by then so they're 23 or something and then they're around these 17 18 year olds that think they're cool i don't know what that has to do with it (laughs) well because you said that they weren't cool when they went to high school so now they've come back and now they're cool all right you're listening okay (laughs) i I admit i forgot i said that (laughs) um no yes but what i'm saying is they're they were not cool in high school and now they're around these kids and maybe they're around some of the cool kids and they actually are fine. This is like a sad thought, but they're finally on their level now that they're seven years older than them or something like that. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't know any teachers like that. I knew a teacher. Um, he was a counselor at our school. Was he a counselor? What was he? He helped run student body government. Uh-huh. Which, if you know anything about student body government, it's all girls. I did not know that. It's all girls. I didn't know. You that. had a boy. I don't know. I don't remember. In student anything. government. I don't know. I don't remember. You I don't, remember. don't. It's all women. Okay. Because they're the pop. They're gonna get all the votes. I mean, it makes sense. It's like why girls on the internet are popular. Yes. Because girls like girls and boys like girls. Exactly. Yeah. Um, exactly. You get what I mean by that, right? Sure. Uh, but like girls follow other girls. I, yes. And boys are like, ooh, I'm interested in this girl. Yes. But, but there aren't a lot of girls who are like, oh, this guy seems like a total surf bro. I can't wait to follow him. <laughs> and also no guys are following other hot guys for the <laughs> most part. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, maybe they are. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But I feel like more girls are popular on the internet. That seems to be the case. And the same as student government, clearly. It was the small version of Instagram. That's what I always say. (laughs) Uh, So he ran, he was the head of the little student government room, which was all the girls. Mm -hmm. And he was like, "Mm," you know. I I mean, you wonder about this guy. Yeah, but I'm kind of painting a picture here. I, I get it. It's creepy and horrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and we're going to have a daughter going through this at some point. The, you, they got to stay away from those guys. Yeah. I don't trust those guys. Yes. Okay. Back to your guy. My guy. So he told me that uh, the information was confidential. I remember that specifically, that it was confidential. And I remember telling him... This is, by the way, again, classic player move. Yeah. I got a secret for you. Yeah. I can't tell you right now. But it was about my grade. So I told him that anything that was about my grade, I was okay with 
other people hearing it. So he could talk to me about it right now in class. And I didn't care if somebody in the class overheard something that was pertaining to my grade. And he said, no, he couldn't talk about it. And I had to come by myself. And I felt so weird about it that I left class. You left class in that you, you turned away from him and left the classroom right there. Yes. I left class and I went to, could I, I don't, Yes. Can I just say this really quick? What? The only time I left class like that uh-huh. was the first day of Spanish 2. Uh-huh. In my Spanish 1 class, I kind of I skated by because um, I would often like, I would joke around with the teachers a lot. Mm-hmm. And I would kind of like, not like flirt with them, but I guess I was like flirting with them a little bit. <laughs> um, but like, just like joking around and I would kind of. So in my Spanish class, I would just find all the the worst words or like sexual phrases and stuff You're in the book. You're so fun. And I would say that to the teacher and she would laugh. Uh-huh. uh-huh. She did. <laughs> and she passed me. Um, then I got to Spanish too. Mm-hmm. And the first day, the guy starts speaking Spanish the whole time. He's like speaking Spanish from the beginning. He's speaking Spanish for a while. And then he goes, if anyone doesn't understand that and they can't deal and they can't be in this class and really learn spanish you can leave right now <laughs> wow and i he practiced that and, and he I, did not expect anyone he did to not leave. expect me to leave and i did leave <laughs> i bet he said that in every class and everyone's like I, I'm going to do this. And maybe they study a little harder. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they really yes. go through the text. Well, I think what he was doing was he was he was inspiring people <laughs> to <laughs> rise harder. to the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> but and I'm not going to lie. I also gave it probably a 30 Mississippi. <laughs> so he. That's a long time. It's too long. So he said his thing, kept going for a little bit. Then I left. <laughs> I I took my time to realize to decide. I think I had a moment where I went, "Am I going to be able to do this?" <laughs> <laughs> Given that I learned nothing in Spanish one look. except how to look in a Spanish dictionary and form sentences that made my teacher laugh. Uh, no, I don't think I can handle this. You trusted your instincts, and that's what's important. This story is just like your story. <laughs> okay, exactly sorry. Same. So you left. You left class. I left. I. You just. What did you do? I. This is. Crazy to me. You just grabbed your books and... Yeah, I left. Um, He also used to make... What did he say when you were leaving? What did anybody say? Um, I don't really remember, but I remember leaving. I went straight to... I I don't know what they were, like your dean or counselor. There was a person that was like assigned to I think I think it's your counselor because that's who I... Your counselor Yeah, that's who I went to to get out of that Spanish class. Yeah, so I went straight to that person and told them that I needed to be removed from this class, that I felt uncomfortable. He also made inappropriate jokes in this class um, that I remember and... Um, I know that some of the other girls had felt like uncomfortable well, in this class. What kind class. of jokes were these? I don't remember. Just like kind of sexual jokes or like things that were not appropriate. You made a lot of sexual jokes? Yes. Yeah. I don't remember the specific jokes, but I do remember. It's weird. Like you don't, sometimes you don't remember just in general, like specifically what somebody says to you, sure. but you remember how they make you feel. You remember the vibe. You go, oh, that was not good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and I told my counselor that I needed to be removed from this class and I need to be like changed to a different class. And of course they tell you that you can't do that. It's part of the way through the year, blah, blah, blah. And I really stuck to my guns. Like I did not back down. Um, and I think it's part of just everything I had been taught. Like you're not wrong if you feel this way you are not wrong and you need to, I don't know, you need to follow what you feel. And my feeling was I needed to leave and I should not go back. And that was, I trusted that. Um, They did end up moving me classes and I found out later that this particular teacher was in trouble, got in trouble for sexual harassment and he was teaching on like online classes that he wasn't like permitted to be like working in the schools anymore. And when I heard it, I was like, yeah, that makes total sense to me. And I'm surprised they let him teach like on like online classes even still. But because I think he could still probably harass people. Online? <laughs> no. At least I guess he couldn't meet people face to face. But Online, you can't do that to someone. Yeah. No, that's but, where it's safe. But I think without, I don't know, without my parents saying like explicitly, you know, that there's going to be people that are trying to take advantage of you. Like those were never the conversations, but just knowing that I had the power and the support, like I knew if I did this, my mom wouldn't go, no, no, no. You know, like you're being rude, go back in that class and be a good girl and sit in the you know, sit and do your work in this class and he's an authority figure. Like I knew that was never going to be the conversation that my mom would have and she would support me. Like if you felt this way, that's what she would support. And I really felt empowered and I wish that other women felt empowered to, I don't know, just trust when something doesn't feel right. Or men. And men too. I think men get themselves into. No, but I mean. I was just trying to. No, but you're right though. I do think men also get themselves into weird situations. I do no, think I was, though. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but I do think more women get told to be like a good girl and be polite. Yes. More than probably men do. Yeah, something I, I feel like I've heard a lot is uh, women going along with something to be nice. Yeah, they don't want to be rude. Right. They they want they don't want to appear I don't know. Yeah, like impolite or as they're older they don't want to appear like they're a bitch, but it it's just they just need to trust themselves. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's any reason to be rude to somebody unnecessarily, but if you feel something's even off, if your teacher's flirting with you, <laughs> you don't need to be rude. Just flirt back a little bit. You just know? be kind. Yeah. This person's a sad person and you can have empathy for that. Yeah. What does he want to just hook up with you a little? Okay. No big deal. Yeah. You know? What's the worst that could happen? Nothing. <laughs> he's an authority figure. He knows what he's doing. Trust him. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever he says, whatever he does. But um, the reason, yeah, the reason I wanted to um, lay this down on final, as you say, is uh, I have heard you tell that story a lot, but I think it's a good, I don't know, I think it's a good little piece of advice that people can learn from, which is, oh, I don't like this, and I don't need to deal with this. No. At all. And if something doesn't make sense, 
you shouldn't try to make it make sense. If it doesn't make sense, something's wrong. Yeah. Something is wrong, like very wrong. And you're, everything is telling you something's not right. And you should definitely listen to that. This is how I felt in Spanish too. <laughs> I was thinking this is wrong. <laughs> I don't know any Spanish. I can't believe I signed up for this class. I need to get out of here now. And you did it. And I did it. And you learned Spanish on your own. Well. You didn't? No. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe you should have stuck it out. Here's what I'll say. Yeah. I don't know less Spanish than I did oh. <laughs> at that point in my life. But I don't know anymore. <laughs> oh, boy. Could I, have, could I have stuck it out? No. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Because if I'm remembering right, that was my junior year, and I barely went to school at all in my junior year. So... You weren't even committed. It wasn't going to happen no matter what. Yeah. It just didn't... Right? Was it my junior year? Did I take Spanish in sophomore year? That doesn't make sense, but maybe. You wouldn't take it in sophomore year? I don't think so. I think you take a language first year. Right. Did I go into Spanish, too, in my <laughs> senior year and then walk out? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, man. I don't know. Honestly, high school's a blur. Yeah, it's None weird. of it means anything. I don't know. I mean, I could have learned Spanish at one point. <laughs> I really didn't, really didn't capitalize on that opportunity. Uh, that's our biggest piece of advice. And honestly, that is a good piece of advice because I took French... Don't do that. You'll never be able to apply it. Um, take Spanish, take it every year, and really learn the language. You won't regret it. There's no way anyone regrets learning a foreign language. You know, part of me thinks, I know this is not right, but part of me thinks that that, that guy who ran student government was the Spanish <laughs> teacher. You know, one day I was sitting at lunch and I had a blanket on that I made in independent living class. Okay. I made my own blanket and pillow. I don't even know what that class is. It's like home ec. Okay. And I made a blanket and pillow. This and sounds like a joke class. No, it's a real class. Mm -hmm. They teach you how to balance a checkbook. You make a blanket and pillow. You do <laughs> all the things. And I made a blanket and pillow. And I was at lunch in my blanket. And I was laying on my pillow because I was tired because I was up all night because I was up all night every night. Partying. Party. Yeah. And you know what he said you to me? You weren't studying Spanish. No. And you know, <laughs> and you know what he said to me? Hmm. He was up on a railing on the second floor mm -hmm. and he blew his whistle or yelled. I don't remember because <laughs> I was pretty asleep. But then he got the people around me's attention to get my attention that I had to take the blanket off. He thought maybe some weird stuff was going on. You're not allowed to wear a blanket. That's what he said. I mean, I can see why that would be weird. Fuck that. <laughs> Who knows what's going on under that blanket? I was tired. It was cold in Las Vegas. It gets cold in the winter. You know this. All right. I should be allowed to wear the blanket that I made. I took that pillow around every class. I slept in class with a pillow. But... <laughs> 
with some perspective. Can you now see how as an adult you would be like, what the fuck? No. You, you know can't what I, allow this you know to what continue. I'd say? No, you know what I'd say? What? We gave him the we gave him the materials to make the pillow. We did this. <laughs> but I can't you, be mad at him. You can see that they had everyone make a blanket and pillow in your class. And not a single other student was wrapped in their blanket. Yeah. I think you abused this blanket and pillow situation. I, I think they thought you would make it and take it home with you. And maybe gift it to somebody. I'm not going to let some pedophile tell me when I can wear <laughs> a blanket or not. Sorry. Maybe he knew. That I he, knew? No. But maybe he was a creep and he thought... If I had a if blanket. If I had a blanket, oh boy, oh boy. What would I be doing under there? And he thought, I've got to stop this. He was an inspiration for one, <laughs> one of my uh, early stand-up jokes. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> this guy really had a huge impact in your life. Well, I didn't know a lot of creepy teachers. Mm-hmm. and But he was like a young creep. Mm. So, yeah. Pretty cool. That's kind of how the joke went. <laughs> uh, anything else? I don't think so. Um, I hope that we instill the same amount of confidence and strength and ability to recognize what you are feeling and trust it in our daughter. I really hope out of all the things, that's what she learns from me. See. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye, everybody.